what I have been saying for weeks is if people want to play here, these are the people who I want on the team. And if someone says, I know that Chicago is the place for me, that's who I want on my team. Absolutely. If they want to be here, I want them here. 100%. Welcome to Red Stars Report. I'm your host, LT. And I'm Grant. And I'm the co-host. And Grant. We got Sam Staub. Yes, we did. And guess what, LT? What's I up? think. And I know like this is like premature because it's only January 14th, right? Go ahead. I think I really? know who's gonna fill my void of the jersey. Really? Okay. This is a huge get. It is like huge. when I saw the news, I I literally was like, "Oh my god!" If like, and we can talk about free agency stuff later, but if we don't get you know other high profile free agents, yeah, right there, boom, new person for the back of the jersey. I mentioned to you um, about how I was going to go on a rant this episode because I was so sick of the negativity that I was seeing in the community. I was sick of the, Mm -hmm. like Mallory Swanson's our only player. If we sign her back and you know, that kind of all that talk, like I just, I really wasn't having it. And I kept telling people like things are coming. Like this club isn't just doing nothing. And especially like on a day where you were also getting five draft picks, at least five draft picks. And like there are the teams building and Friday finished and the community was full of positivity because of everything that happened. We'll talk about that. Like we'll talk about the draft later on and the positivity that kind of came from that. But first, we should discuss Sam Staub, mm-hmm. who joins the Red Stars in a trade with the Washington Spirit. The Red Stars gave up their third overall pick in the draft, which Washington turned into midfielder Croy Bethune, who we had mentioned on the last podcast, expecting her to be one of the top picks. Last year, she was a finalist for Defender of the Year, NWSL Best 11 Team Honors, a three-time Iron Woman, three times. She's played every single minute of the season. That's insane. What's not to love? I. That's the question. What's Here's some things that I love about Sam Stiles. <laughs> She's known for her very long throw-ins. Yes. Which... Like, who doesn't want that on their team? Like, watching her throw a ball from from the sideline all the way into the box is exciting. Every time she does it, it's very exciting. Majestic. And she's also known for her left-footed set, uh, set pieces, which are just 
some of the best you'll find in the league, which poses an interesting question because prior to last season, the Red Stars had had Mal taking set pieces, corners. And then with Mal out last season, Julia Bianchi had been taking them. Now Sam Staub comes in. Is there going to be some kind of competition between who's taking these set pieces, some kind of rotation? I think Sam should do it. My final my, answer. My thought was like Mal will take the ones her right footed corners mm -hmm. or set pieces. Sam could take the left footed ones. Bianchi could do any set piece near the top of the box. Although she did she did score an Olympico in that Mexico game, which was yeah. a sight to see. So I wouldn't want to lose her on the corners either. I think they should probably just maybe keep Mal on those as a top of the box, like rebounder, cleanup, garbage man, you know? Yeah. I agree. So she does have a little work to do on the defensive end. She's not the greatest. Just a little. Just a little. She's not the greatest tackler in the world. I'm confident that she can get there under the coaching of, of Lauren Donaldson. Uh, she had just signed an extension with the spirit through 2025. So we'll have her for at least two seasons, which that's, that's great. That's Jersey worthy grant. It is Jersey worthy. Thank you. But again, I'm, I'm, it is January 14th. A lot of time left, but she has moved to the top. I love it. Uh, it might be fact, controversial, but yeah. Fun fact about um, Sam Staub is she was a teammate of both Mallory Swanson and Shayna Matthews, who just retired this season, uh, during her rookie season in Washington. And she scored her first goal on a play that was uh, taken, a corner taken by Mal and then a set up by Shayna. And so that's pretty cool to see her and, uh, and Mal reunite if, if Mal stays in free agency. If. Don't say that. I, I said it, but you don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, people are making all these jokes. You might as well throw another joke in. It's just a joke. Everybody calm down. The I, I just can't get over it. I can't I can't get over us having Sam stop. It's just not it's not something I thought would happen. Well, remember last episode when I said what do you think the chances are that we trade away our pick? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, a high-profile CB, and that happens. So I feel like everyone should thank me because I made that hypothetical turn into the real deal. So you're welcome, I think, everybody. I think we both manifested this because <laughs> I had said uh, in a chat on our Discord uh, to my friend Liz, who's in the Discord, that the only... I said, if we were going to trade away our pick the only players that i would want to get back in a re in a return are alana cook or sam stob and now here we are <laughs> pick traded away here comes sam here comes sam and now we're sam fc sam yep <laughs> sam fisher sam feller sam stob i love it beautiful 
and a, a beautiful graphic to go along with it. That was that was very <laughs> that was that was three pictures <laughs> put together with my logo on it. That's not it's not much. Hey, it's so good that Chicago Red Stars themselves posted it on their Instagram story. That was I'm very did they appreciative of that. I don't know if they retweeted it. I have to go back and look, but they, they did put post it on their story. I was very appreciative of that. Um the positivity that came with the Sam Staub news, even though they had given away the third pick, I I think that was a very, I don't know, fair trade, but a trade that a lot of people could accept within the community. And all of the negativity prior to that had come from a lot of the players who were free agents uh, from the Red Stars signing with other teams early in this week. And the first one was Bianca St. George. She signed a two-year deal with a mutual option in 2026 with the North Carolina Courage. So no longer the you know, her summer in, in Chicago, mm-hmm. of course, you know, she'd leave and then it goes into sub-zero temperatures in the Midwest, which is very Not ironic. <laughs> I can't believe it. I'm devastated, to be honest. Yeah. Like, that one hurt a lot. But um, I will say that her going to the Courage makes so much sense too much sense in fact like with emily fox leaving for arsenal um kind of filling that spot for them but yeah i mean like i tweeted this might be crying hour it's not anymore because i'm filled with so much positivity now with sam fc up in chicago but um yeah, that's uh that probably stings the most out of all of these that we're gonna talk about. But yeah. yeah. Uh so Yaka was a player that was never really allowed to thrive under the old coaching staff, you know, and she really got an opportunity to show who she is these last couple of seasons. And I was really, really exciting to watch and obviously other teams took notice um kt0j in our discord pointed out that sean nahas last year had made comments about bsg uh during the game that they had they had played against the red stars and how he just, he doesn't like playing against her so the fact that he you know gets to coach her now i'm sure he's very excited about having her on on his team and i'm sure that her ultimate goal was to become a starter on the canadian national team so being part of a rebuilding club like the red stars wasn't something that i'm sure she wasn't going to that that wouldn't help her you know that wouldn't help her in 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 what i would think is is her ultimate goal um 
there just there aren't many players that match the kind of energy that BSG gives you. And um we'll miss uh we'll miss double birds, which is what I call her. We'll never, we'll never, that used to be never, my Twitter header. That was we'll my never, Twitter header for like eight months or, or something like that for a long time. Yeah, I'll never forget the inception of that nickname. What a, what a game. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm keeping Just, yeah. I'm keeping that uh emoji in our Discord though. I I as players sign elsewhere, I am eliminating some of their their emojis, but the double birds will stay. It's still very useful. And it's, it's so iconic. blurry, who knows if it even is VSG. <laughs> is a shame but you know it, you know what's even like a bigger shame is that it, it, the team that she signed for is the courage because like i have a very strong uh disliking towards the courage but you know the current are kind of filling that right now so we'll we'll see where now that's my new rankings instead of the jersey ranking is, is which team do i strongly dislike the most it's a tie right now to tie between and courage okay double c's double c's the um the current were very much the club that a lot of red stars fans did not like at all last yeah last year because of the signings that they had made in the offseason they haven't signed any of the red stars this free agency period so all you can do is laugh at them now because morgan bryan went to orlando she did go to orlando she also seemed to uh she she you know was going closer to home as well it seems so yeah that was really nice to see the the player that probably hurt me the most leaving was Casey Kruger. Um, Casey signed a three-year contract with the Washington Spirit. I love Casey. She's one of my favorite players in the world. Um, it sucks to see another local product leave the city. She's from Naperville. But that's kind of just the way things are right now. You know, a lot of our free agents are going places, opportunities that are better for, for their careers. Uh, I think she's probably the best 1v1 defender that I've ever seen. She's just a killer on both ends of the field. I'm just going to really miss her and, and Caleb, her, her son in, in Chicago. Yeah, the fact that two Naperville people left hurts my Naperville heart. <laughs> How could they leave? No, I'm kidding. Um, when we play against Washington this year, oh my god, I am just so nervous because what you said is true about Casey, one of the best one v one defenders in the world. You know, like she is super talented. She's gonna get on that Olympic roster. Probably wouldn't happen if she stayed in Chicago because of the rebuild. But you know, just just a lot of pain right now but that pain it's gonna 
go away ever so slowly with all these new signings that are going to come in here and, you know, be the next Casey Kruger, possibly. But it's a big hole in the fill, of course. Yeah, I can't wait to watch her make that Olympic roster and just absolutely destroy people in that tournament. I just yep. hope that she doesn't slaughter us when we match up with her. <laughs> it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Yeah, we'll have to see her twice this year. Uh, no thanks. I know a player that kind of really rocked uh, the community, especially just because of who she is and who she has meant to a lot of people within this fan base was Yuki Nagasato. She signed a two-year contract with the Houston Dash. Um, what do you even say about Yuki? You know, a constant presence on and off the pitch. Just the ultimate teammate and a fan favorite for years. Like her interactions with fans have always been some of the best. Her interactions with her teammates have always been some of the best things to see. So, like, fans were devastated when she left um, last time uh, when she was traded for uh, to Louisville, only to return, you know, a year later. Um, but, you know, Alyssa Nair brought her to to play in America, and that's kind of going to be a tough thing to to see separated, you know? Yeah, I mean, she's probably going to retire with the Dash. I don't really see her playing past those two years. I honestly think it was kind of inevitable for, for her to leave. Especially, again, I think the constant thing here is it's rebuild time. And so when all of these people leave, of course, it's like, yeah, no one wants to, <laughs> no one wants to play in a rebuild, but you know. The, the more um, players with the experience that there are, the more that will eventually leave you. And, you know, I think it's time for someone new to shine in, in the midfield, and I'm just excited to see, you know, who that is. This one didn't really hurt me as much. I feel like when she left the first time, that was kind of like, oh, my heart, you know. But I... Uh, I think it was kind of a good move in the end. Yeah, I, I get what you mean about the um, her leaving the first time probably was like the the heartbreak, like the first heartbreak, you know, watching her leave. And then she comes back. Uh, her role had changed the... Well, at least, I mean, off the pitch, her role was still the same. It was make everyone laugh, <laughs> make everyone in the community smile, you know. And um, watching her and Sam Kerr play prior to her leaving the first time, that was kind of a connection that I don't think we'll ever see again. You know, those years were kind of magical with those two. And that's just not something that... Uh, was recreated in that in that second stint without without Sam. Uh, but Homo in our Discord 
was kind enough to translate Yuki's goodbye video on YouTube. Uh, here's some of the stuff that she had mentioned about her decision to leave. She said that uh, Houston had offered her more money, that her husband didn't mind moving out of Chicago. She didn't want to be part of a rebuild in the later stages of her career. And there were players in Houston that she wanted to play with, including Sophie Schmidt, who she had played with before in Germany. So those are all very understandable things, you know? Yeah, and especially, uh, I did you see her her post? For, or maybe it was on that the Dashes account, how it's snowing outside. It's negative 12 degrees. Of course, her husband doesn't mind moving to Houston. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good but point. Besides, besides the weather, I mean, yeah, like it, it's Yuki's world. We're just living it, living in it. Um, she's gonna kill it on the dash, and again with the the whole rebuild rebuild point, you know, probably her last few years as a pro. So might as well live it up in in a place that's warm and a place that you know they have a good chance of of making the playoffs, and that's a good squad over there too. So. So another player who wasn't a free agent that her departure was a, a shock on, on draft day was Aaron Wright. She was traded to Racing Louisville for the 15th overall pick in the 2024 draft and $125,000 in allocation money. She... Um, was the last remaining member of Mom FC, which is unfortunate. Um, every single player from from that little squad was uh, has either retired or, or moved on to other teams. She spent nine years with this club, was the co-captain last year. Uh, it was a little bit of a surprise, but her request, she had requested to be traded to Louisville so that she could be closer to her family. So that was something that was completely understandable, you know? Yeah. I, I had been away from my phone for like an hour. So I'm like catching up on Twitter about all this stuff that's happening. First, I see the Ashley Sanchez trade rumor. Cause that didn't get approved until during the actual draft. And then I see that Aaron Wright is leaving. And I, I literally, I sat there, I, I threw my phone, I was sitting on my bed, I threw it. And then, of course, I read later about the reason why, but um, another integral part of the team um, gone. And it's just like, wow, there's going to be a lot of stepping up to do especially leadership wise now. So that'll be interesting to see captaincy, yeah, she, vice captaincy part of that. Yeah, she's been around for you know so long that she was just kind of one of those players that are synonymous with the Red Stars. And she kind of stepped up in every single spot that she was asked to on and off the field. And in, you know, had performed incredibly well for the club for for years. 
and I'll just I'll miss watching her put her body on the line constantly to block balls in the box and um she was always just a ball hawk and a player that is very hard to replace like you said both on the field and in that leadership role like there's a lot of people that look up to Aaron and and it's just um it's not going to be easy to to replace a player like her that's been around for so long especially but you know we uh we got a nice little tweet uh by Ella Master who who told us to have some faith it's true and uh you know what i'm going to listen to ella and you know she's cooking along with everyone else in the, in the front office so uh we'll see uh this week hopefully some some signings maybe into next week as well but yeah aaron leaving hurts a lot and uh honestly everyone leaving it, it hurts but they're all going to kill it at their new clubs so nothing but luck to them yeah there's so many players leaving and i understand that you know the the pain that comes with it and i just want to point out that you know every single one of these players had been on this club for over five years that's why they were free agents outside of aaron but she had been here for nine years and they had experienced this club at its worst off the field. And that's something to not take lightly. They had been through it all and, and being somewhere else that may come with more stability in their careers is, you know, what could be best for them. And I want them to be happy and I'm excited to see them continue their careers the, there are so many players that leave and it's like a year where you don't even think that it's like their retirement year and they're like I'm retiring and you're like oh my gosh I'm never going to see this player play again uh so the fact that we can still watch these players uh I think is is a real benefit as a fan um even if you're not a fan of their clubs that they go to and like, I'm just, I'm really happy for them. It's not easy, but I think the future is bright for them. And I think the future is bright for this club as we get to see a rise in young talent who may not have seen the opportunities to play if those players had stayed. Um, you know, like a player like BSG who had sat on the bench for so long and then finally getting an opportunity in these last couple of years with the Red Stars. It's just there are players where you don't see them a lot these last couple of years, but you'll get to see them now. And, and I'm really excited about that. Finally, we can kind of get to our draft coverage, um, which was kind of going to be the big story of, of this week. And then all those things kind of dominated the headlines. And like I said, like so much has happened. Um, and I, I really, I really do hope that a lot of people are kind of sticking with us because this is going to be a long one. Uh, but so draft coverage, 
how was how was your draft day <laughs> how are you feeling uh well i was getting pretty tired towards the end but you know that's okay uh i powered through on it and i watched the whole thing um to be honest you know i'm just gonna say right now we did not need that third pick i am very confident that we didn't need that and i felt like it was the right choice to trade that away to get someone like like sam stop but i genuinely there were so many people that i thought was gonna get drafted like way up and then they just fell all the way down like to the bottom part of the draft and i was like huh okay but um i will say that i want to experience a draft day because it just seems like a blast just to be in that environment and to see moments happen uh like bay fc's last pick out of byu i can't remember her name is it vodka i think it was or, or something like that being the first tongan player to ever you know to potentially play in the league is incredible um but I I learned so much about our new players on, on draft night. Like the fact that B. Franklin plays on the basketball team too at Arkansas, no clue. Did yeah, not know that. Didn't know that either. That is fascinating. I read somewhere that she doesn't get a lot of minutes though. I think it might have been in our Discord, but um it's still really cool. They even had a game today. Um, and I went and looked yeah. at the uh, the box score to see if she had minutes uh, and, and she didn't have any minutes which I wasn't surprised by because I was like you just got drafted in the NWSL you're gonna play a college basketball game and risk injury like no way yeah. no way well she wasn't the only dual sport athlete in the draft though I don't, I don't think I, there was I, someone sure else plays field hockey I think I saw that yeah I couldn't the, watch one of the UNC girls I had the draft on the whole time. A lot of the time it was on mute. Um, I was just, uh, sometimes I was just listening and yeah, uh, cause one it's long two I was working. So, so true, but let's, so here's, here's just a little uh, breakdown for, for the people who are interested in and in how everything kind of, sh- you know, shook out. So the Red Stars started the day with five picks. Uh, first round, third pick, they traded that away for Sam Staub. We already covered that. They had the second round, 17th pick. They traded that away for $125,000 in allocation money. They acquired the... 10th pick overall from North Carolina in exchange for $175,000 in allocation money and basically just moved down seven spots and paid $50,000 and got Sam Staub. That doesn't seem like a bad trade-off to me. No, this is perfect. Good job, Red Stars. So round round two, 15th pick overall, they acquired from Louisville in that Aaron Wright trade. The 31st overall pick was their original pick. The 41st overall they had acquired 
from Seattle Rain last season, along with an international slot uh, that they used on Julia last year in exchange for last year's 19th overall pick. And so that's how they got the 41st overall. And then they got the 45th overall was also just their original pick. And um, I can't believe that the pick that you and I had chosen last, last week before our last episode even came out undeclares for the draft and it's probably going overseas and i told people that i didn't know a whole whole lot about college soccer yeah but i was so confident in this pick and then after she undeclared there were so many people that were just like ah that's not a surprise we knew she was probably gonna go play overseas and i was like but like why declare surprise to me why declare if you know that you're gonna go play overseas? What's the point? I'm not sure. Like, I'd really have to look into it, but I kind of just I she was out of sight, out of mind. Um she's like, I'm already thinking about Paris. Yeah. <laughs> I'm leaving. I'm gonna go play with Corbin Elver now. Bye guys. Yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe they'll both come play for the Red Stars someday. Oh <laughs> my god. Do you want to know a fun fact? Yes, I would love to have fun. One of the girls on the, the basketball team I work for went to high school with Corbin Albert. Really? That is yes. a fun fact. Maybe fun fact of the day. you can convince her to convince Corbin no. to come back. No. <laughs> we miss her in Illinois. <laughs> <laughs> um so let's let's so let's actually talk about the draft picks. The ones who okay. the professionals actually picked and not us. Yeah, the the pros, the real pros, the real pros, mm-hmm. the people who get paid to pick stuff. The and... the empty GM seat. We have an assistant GM. I'll get to that. <laughs> no, uh, it's the official title of, of GM. Okay, empty GM seat. <laughs> yeah, with the tenth overall pick. Yeah, they got Leilani Nesbeth, a midfielder out of Florida State, an international from Bermuda. I really wasn't familiar with her game. Like, I had heard the name, but I didn't do any research on her prior to mm-hmm. the draft. I've since reviewed the film on her um, since the selection, and I just have to say that every single goal that she scored in the videos that I watched were absolute bangers. Like, I'm pretty sure most of them were from outside the box, which is kind of incredible. Beautiful. She's a two-time NCAA champ. Five goals scored in her first four capped matches with the Bermuda national team. Um, She seems like a player that plays with a lot of passion. And some of the things that she said in the interviews has already really excited me about this pick. Um, she spoke with Joe Chats, who writes for On Tap Sports. He had a call with her, and here's some of the quotes that she said. She said, quote, my ability to just work hard to work for the people next to me. Uh, she said, quote, 
I want to be a good friend and I want to be a good teammate. Also something that you really just want to hear from, from a player that's getting drafted to your team. The other part that she said was quote, they already got that dog and I haven't yep. even met them yet. Mm-hmm. Who doesn't want a player who speaks that way about themselves? Exactly. Even like her interview um, after she got picked. Perfection. I was like, as you said earlier, not familiar with <laughs> your game. But now it's like, sign me up for the fan club. Absolutely. Like, she just like, I'm ready to go. She's like, I yeah. like, she seemed like the, she was like, I want to be on a plane to Chicago right now. Negative 12 degrees. Sign me up yeah. right now. I don't care what weather I'm playing. It. It's going to be perfect. She honestly kind of. I feel like she's like the next BSG in terms of who's going to fill that, you know, Chicago grit outside of like Kayla Sharples, of course. Like her and BSG, Ilana Nesbeth, everybody. Ilana that's, Nesbeth. That's who. That's who's next up for Chicago Grit. We for need. Her. We need competition in that midfield, and I think she could really bring that. Absolutely. So the we'll move on to the fifteenth overall pick. They selected Jamie's Joseph who seems to go by Mies, which I love. That's cool. Um, forward midfielder out of NC State. This pick, I really didn't expect. I wasn't familiar with her at all. Same I had, here. I hadn't heard her name uh, mentioned. I'm sure, like she was in people's mock drafts, so I'm sure I had like read her name before, but it wasn't, a, again, not a player that I had done some prior research on uh she played in the midfield prior to her last season at nc state but in her last season at nc state they moved her to center forward on a team that wasn't like super great and she didn't perform really well in that position and i think that the club probably could have gotten her with a later pick uh but if she's eager to fight for a roster spot i'm i'm ready to see her play for that i think lauren knows what he's doing i i will just say like i was shocked but for everyone that that's like questioning that pick because i was kind of questioning it too i was like hmm like the name was familiar too because i'm pretty sure that she was in the lineup because nebraska played nc state when i was there and I'm pretty sure that was one of my first games that I worked on. I'm pretty sure that she was playing in that game. But um, Lauren knows what's up. So if he trusts that this is a good pick for us, then I'm just going to leave it at that, you know? Yeah, I completely trust the team that selected her, especially with just the way this whole draft shapes out. Um, I'm very excited for it so i trust them they like i like i said they played in the midfield prior to last season and they played really well in that midfield and scored more goals as a midfielder than as a forward so 
if they just convert her back to a midfield, a midfielder, and she can fight for one of those roster spots, that's, you know, that'll be perfect. It's not, I wouldn't, like, obviously you can sit here and, and question because we don't know the name, but like I said, I don't know college soccer all that much. So it's just because I don't know the name doesn't mean that she's not worth knowing. Now, the 31st overall pick is a name that I did know. Uh, they drafted Hannah Anderson, a center back and the team captain of Texas Tech. This is someone who I had mentioned very briefly last week as a player who I didn't even expect to fall to the Red Stars past the first round. Um, so I really think we got first round talent in the third round, which is so great. Yeah. And I, I saw a lot of positive posts from, there was this one Texas tech, like podcaster or, or something. And, and Hannah Anderson followed us on both accounts on Twitter and Instagram. That's beautiful. That's true. We love it. Um, I've heard a lot about her leadership captain of Texas Tech. So no surprise there. It's exciting to have that kind of mentality in a player. Like we had just mentioned, losing Aaron as a leader, losing Tierna as a leader. You have to fill those with players who can be leaders. And I think Hannah Anderson can be a leader in that back line. That's something I'm excited for. Obviously, probably not something right away, although you could look at a player um, like Jalen Howell, who is team captain of Louisville in her second season. Like, that's insane. So just because you're young doesn't mean that you can't lead a team. Yeah. And obviously, uh, Alyssa is going to be the captain. So... I wouldn't expect anybody else to wear that armband, but I'm just thinking in the future, if Anna Anderson makes this roster and and just down the line could possibly be someone that that could be a player that's looked up to by by all the rest of the players. Yeah, like you said, I, I was shocked that she was still available. Honestly, such a steal. I last year I made the comment of um you know, Ali Schlegel and, and Penelope Hawking being the steals of the draft this year, Hannah Anderson. And I feel like, you know, if she makes the roster, could be an incredible sub for us. I don't think she's going to be a starter as, as of right now, but you never know. Of I course. don't know. I'm I don't spitballing. Know. Inspired substitution, I'm just going to say right now could could be a game changer for us so i'm excited for for her to get started here and yeah uh a little bit about hannah anderson a little more about hannah anderson big 12 defender of the year mac herman trophy semifinalists if the red stars don't pick up another center back unlike grant I think she could slot in immediately okay. next to Sam Staub in that back line. I'm I just saying, really do. There is a lot of speculation about 
uh, future center back signing. And I would just like to say, whenever we talk about that, I would just like to say, I don't know if Hannah Anderson would start over said person, but you know, sure, sure. We got. Well, I understand that. Talk about I, as I as I said, yeah. If they don't pick up another center back, I think she slots in there immediately. And I'll agree with you on that. I loved everything that she said in her interviews post uh, post draft. She, uh, she like Leilani spoke with Joe chats from on tap sports after she was drafted. And here's just some of the quotes that she said, because I'm very excited about, about Hannah Anderson after hearing these. She said, quote, I love to pass out of the back, but I also love to head the ball. I like to attack on set pieces, defend in the box. I would say that probably my favorite thing is to block shots. Yeah. That's what a baller. That's exciting. I mean, she's like 5'10", 5'11", and this team desperately needs height, and they'll really find that in her, you know? She's gonna. She's. Am I allowed to, to swear that we go ahead. we do? Go ahead. You she's swear. gonna kick ass. Okay, I thought you were gonna go a little further than that. No, but... no, no, no. Because you know, people. I've mostly from my family. They're like, I hate when you swear on your podcast, and I'm like, Well, no one's gonna say that fine. in my family. So, just make sure your family doesn't listen. Well, they. Well, actually, I did ask them if they listen. I don't know if they. They said that they did. She's going to kick ass. Doesn't matter. If I come up with better curse words, I'll say that. (laughs) (laughs) So here's some more more quotes, because there's more to get excited about. Okay. Thinking that she's going to kick ass. Here we go. She said, and I quote. Okay. You guys just made that trade to get Sam. Stop. Mm -hmm. And then Alyssa Nair is just obviously a goat. So I'm really excited to get to meet them and be friends with them. It's just crazy that I'm on the same team as them. I would agree, Hannah. If I were on the same team as Sam Staub and a listener, I too would be very excited and would think it's absolutely insane to be on a team with those players. I would just be starstruck. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I I don't know. I if I stepped on a field with a listener who is my hero, um I I would just I wouldn't she'd be mad at me because I would be giving up goals because I would just be standing there starstruck that I'm yeah, you know, five feet away playing soccer with a listener. That yeah, that's that's nuts. Uh, the last thing that she said was, quote, I know that Chicago is the place for me. And what I have been saying for weeks is if people want to play here, these are the people who I want on the team. And if someone says, I know that Chicago is the place for me, that's who I want on my team. Absolutely. If they want to be here, I want them here. 100%. We will show you around. We will give you the spots to go to. You have to go to Portillo's, of course, ride a passage. 
Um, I can't think of any other Chicago spots that I'm not going to say deep dish because that stuff sucks. But <laughs> I also maintain that it's not pizza. I really yeah. hate when people say Chicago pizza sucks. That's not Chicago style pizza. That is deep yeah. dish pizza. And then Chicago style pizza is like tavern style pizza. Mm-hmm. Like that's Chicago exactly. pizza. So we don't. We can get into this in some other episode, but well, when, when we bring they, a New Yorker on or something. <laughs> I interviewed Sabrina Whitaker a few years ago on my on my old show, and we had like a half an hour conversation about what Chicago pizza is. Sabrina is such a gem. Uh, she does a lot of work with Grow the Game. If you guys didn't know, she's done a few raffles at Red Stars games and uh, at my work, Kane County, but and of course the sky. I can't believe I'm forgetting the whole main point of her thing which is women's basketball but um a 30 minute conversation about what chicago pizza is but yeah no lose that's not a part of the tour gotta gotta show these players the true chicago style pizza it's ridiculous of course that this has to be a conversation in the first place but um we'll we'll fight anybody yeah (laughs) so Getting back on track with the 41st overall pick, a pick that I'm actually very excited about is B. Franklin, who we had mentioned earlier, a midfielder out of Arkansas. She is a 5'10 midfielder who just loves to head the ball. Of her 15 career goals, 11 of them came off of headers, which is nuts. You know, I think her first goal for us is going to be a header. I'm just going to manifest that, that into existence. It's like the perfect way to start to your take. career. That is an easy bet to take. Easy. Too easy. 5'10 midfielder. I love that. Let's get her in here. Get her, get her on the squad. Fly her in right now. I keep saying we need height and we got height. You got height. That's your, that's your late Christmas gift. I accept. I don't like gifts, but I accept. (laughs) Chicago height. (laughs) We still need somebody who's over six feet though. We need somebody. I'm sure we'll. Our goalkeeper's five nine. Our goalkeeper's five. Although I think. I think Mackenzie Wood is six feet. No, she's also five nine. I take that back. Both of them are five nine. Yeah, Mackenzie Wood's five nine as well. Wow. So I don't think we have any six six footers. That's unfortunate. But now we have a five ten midfielder who could possibly make the roster. We have a five ten center back who could possibly make the roster. The player who we'll talk about after this, I think, is also like five nine. We play center back, so we got a little bit of height now. But more five seven, five six. Five. Don't hate on short people. I'm not hating on short people. I'm just saying you're getting roster, close. I'm just saying that a roster needs balance, <laughs> and with balance, you need height. And okay. if players can make the roster, height is important. In so basically, what you're saying is soccer. Lauren, no five two people get out of here with that. Which means Except no one my resign, height well. resign five two Mal, and we'll be good. Oh, I'm the I'm the same size as Mal. 
I think so. Okay. I think she's like five two, five three, something around there. I have I have too many spreadsheets with player information. You're the height guy, apparently now. So let's get back to our very tall midfielder who we just drafted. Uh SEC midfielder of the year in 2023. As we mentioned, a multi-sport athlete who is still currently on Arkansas's women's basketball roster. Um Fun side note, E. Franklin was a teammate of Chicago Red Star, Sammy Fisher, member of Sam FC, at Notre Dame before B transferred to Arkansas. I saw a couple of stat sheets uh, where they had been on the field uh, together. I don't think they ever assisted either one of their goals to each other, but I was just, I just, I just started cross-checking some stuff when I saw some some transfer names just to see if years matched up. And and I thought that was a really fun fact to get a teammate of of a current Chicago Red Star onto uh into camp. Yeah, I didn't know that she went to Notre Dame originally until I looked in the Discord. I had the the draft chat open up in my one of my tabs, many tabs on my computer that night so it was interesting to learn all this stuff as i was watching and making the graphics and all that do you think she's gonna leave the basketball team soon or like well preseason starts um between the 22nd and the 29th so yes (laughs) i would imagine that she would have to leave it immediately if she wanted to make the roster Say bye-bye to the warm weather. It's going to come back to the weather because I'm just, I keep looking at the the bottom of my screen and how it's, oh, my what's the temperature by you? It is currently negative two. Okay. Yeah. It's negative 12 here. So not. Well, great. I don't know the real feel. Is that real feel or is that actually negative 12? Well, it's what you? my phone, it's, let's oh. see. My phone says negative 10, but so my computer says negative 12. Okay. Well, it's. So we'll say that's real. Because I'm east of you. So it's coming to me. have fun joy um last pick of the draft by the way you mentioned the draft chat that was a lovely time uh yeah both in the text channel and the voice channel oh i did not listen to the voice channel i don't know what happened in the voice channel i hope it was funny it was Was it noah like it was a blast causing chaos noah is the embodiment of chaos. Okay. Uh, Noah, because I was, uh, I usually lead the voice chat stuff just to kind of drive the conversation because I was working. I couldn't do that. And Noah absolutely killed it just kind of because he knows so much about college soccer that he's coming for my spot. Everyone was kind of, that's not true. (laughs) Everyone (laughs) was kind of looking to him to, uh, for guidance on each and every single pick, not just the red stars picks. Um, and it was just a bunch of laughs and everyone seemed to have a really good time. And I was really appreciative of the fact that we could have something like that again. We haven't really done that in a while. Um, and I was worried because, uh, I was unavailable to constantly be within the conversation that uh, people wouldn't want to join. But it was immediately filled with like a dozen plus people and uh, everyone seemed to have a really good time. And 
were within it or you know leaving and coming back for hours to to watch the draft live and that was that was really fun to to be a part of and and really exciting to see within this community did you see what he put for the suggestion for bingo yes (laughs) yes i did and then I changed it because I wanted to be. I actually I didn't want to be nice. See, if I was posting that on my on, on my old account, yeah, I would have done it. See, I'm not mean, Grant. I know, but I the difference between us, I feel like, is I will like go that extra extra step to be like pettier or whatever. You're just Mister Nice Guy LT over here. And we need, like I said, balance. Yeah. Gotta have balance. Chaos. Not chaos. Calmness. I like to call it. Calmness. Mm. See, I am not that. <clears throat> I'm a very calm person. <laughs> I uh yeah, there's a lot of I literally was looking at the the bingo sheet and I was like, oh, I don't want to change it, but you know what? I will because this is not my account. It's LT's account, and I'm not gonna do them dirty. You did a great job. So covering the draft uh while i was indisposed so thank you very much for that 10 out of 10 for admin duties so 10 out of 10 100 we drafted mostly midfielders so i i had midfield for three three midfielders two defenders two and then i was like looking at the screen i was like hmm it says midfielder forward and defender and i was like well i gotta pick one huh i'll just pick correctly yeah i was a little nervous um but speaking of one of those defenders we have not talked about yet do you want to say the the slogan say it go ahead oh no i'm gonna let you say it no i want you to say it okay go big 10 or go home but the home now is Chicago. It's another player welcome, from Michigan State. So, welcome home, Celia Gaynor. Celia Gaynor, defender out of Michigan State. A name I saw a lot as a potentially good pickup to play center back. So first team all Big Ten. Loves to score as well. Can't ask much more of a fourth round pick you know yeah i mean i'm not i don't feel comfortable talking about anyone that goes to michigan state because i'm still hurt i'm still hurt ava cook then you don't like talking about ava cook well ava cook wasn't there because i gotta talk about my team ava cook wasn't there when heartbreak happened for me still michigan state i will say michigan state uh, has to share the title with Nebraska for a whole year before a new crown, a new team is crowned for regular season champion. Mm. So I'll just throw that out there. But I guess, you know, Celia won that this year too. So it's true. I also, I totally didn't think that's the slogan you were talking about. Go big time. Well, what do you think I was going to say? Let's get back on track. <laughs> uh uh-uh. uh. When do I ever want to be on track? No, I'm kidding. No, I said I, like I, always, I was saying I always say let's get back on track. So I didn't want to uh, say it. So I thought you were just like, yeah, let's get back on track because we were yeah, let's about get back back on track and talk about how awesome Celia Gaynor is. And I would like to say her Instagram bio is perfect. I didn't read it. What does it say? Do you do you remember? It's 
I think it's footy and iced coffee or, or it's like something like uh, that. And I was like, that is perfect because I also like those two things. Hey, relatable. You, relatable. you love you love when they're just like us, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, a fun side note, just like our last fun side note, Celia Gaynor was the teammate of Chicago Red Star Amanda Kowalski at Butler before Celia transferred to Michigan State. Beautiful. Both Although I, th- I thought I read that they didn't play... The person that she missed at Michigan State was Ava Cook. She never played Okay, maybe her. that's what I'm, I'm talking about Maybe that's what then. you're thinking of. Yeah, okay. they missed each other by a year, her and Ava. So I'm pretty sure at Butler, her and Amanda Kowalski had played together, which is exciting, another player to kind of come in and and show a former teammate of them the ropes of the professional league and it's always nice that um these players have that connection prior to and i saw a tweet about how you know a lot of these draftees reached out to you know veterans of the league and especially how the the nwslpa was there to greet them after they got off the stage and i'm I'm sure of course they they called these other players that weren't there but it's nice to to know those things beforehand or during the process of that you know they're not alone in this because this is obviously it's a huge step to go from playing in college to now being a pro having to move cities again it's a lot yeah it's very important to kind of have those um those uh first steps into the into the league with people who have been through it before and um an organization like the players association that uh has been helping players for years with with everything that they need so those are our draft picks i'm very excited for the season for the preseason um they are so close to getting back to soccer like i mentioned preseason starts as early as january 22nd or as late as the 29th we'll update you all further on our thoughts on each draftee and the non non non-roster invitees that get invited into camp as the preseason goes on um remember that not like we like we mentioned before not every single player that was drafted as a guarantee to be on the team even players that are currently on the team aren't guaranteed to stay either there are currently 18 players on the chicago red stars roster one player who's on loan and then five draftees. So if you signed all the draftees and got that loan back, that's 24 players. And if they all made it, that's like right in between the 22 to 26 player roster spots. But this club has three free agents left unsigned. If those three make a return or any of them make a return, and they still have a lot of or need a lot of help in some areas including goalkeeper with only two currently on the roster uh one at the start of the season if the club doesn't recall 
um, Mackenzie Woods loan prior to it ending on June 30th. So speaking of the needs of this club, Meg Linehan of The Athletic had reported this weekend that the Red Stars are in the process of bringing international help. So unless that's already happened by the time that you're listening to this episode, expect even more players to be in camp. Do you have any ideas, Grant, on who this international help could be? I mean, there's like so many that that pop into my head, but I will say I can only think about one club right now that we have a partnership with, and that's Wolfsburg. So, I mean, it's got to be someone from there. And if it's not, then I'm going to be curious to where they are looking because it could mean somebody in australia it could mean somebody you know playing in spain it literally it could be anywhere so i genuinely have no clue but if i had to make a guess i would say it's someone from wolfsburg but i i i don't know i kind of lost for words here because i'm only familiar really with the wsl um i feel like i know a little bit more about maybe the german league next than the other ones but yeah i don't know if anyone from the wsl would come play for crs but yeah i would be surprised if that were the case yeah um Last week, the Red Stars announced the hiring of Masaki Hemi, someone who has worked with Lauren Donaldson a lot in the past, uh, or in years past, and they were very much in desperate need of assistant coaches. So this is a really good hire for them, especially his connections as a coach around the world, um, including having coached in, in Japan. And... Speaking of assistant coaches, Ella Masser's wife, Babette Peter, was confirmed to be the assistant GM of the club this week, um, a role that she's been in since the beginning of 2022, but was never announced. There were things that I had seen on social media and within our Discord of people f- like just figuring out this information several weeks ago. And... Finally, it was it was confirmed, which was good because everyone kind of thought that there was no GM. And to f- see that there was someone doing something, even though things were happening, you didn't know who was doing them. But yeah, the, the fact that you now know that it was Babette Peter that was doing them is is important. And Ella Masser had tweeted on draft day, like Grant said, to... Uh, quote, have a little faith, folks. And then after that, after the draft, she tweeted again saying, quote, oh, this is just the beginning. Just hold on. (laughs) I have so much trust. I have so much trust right now. I believe the words that are being said. Yep. And I agree with you that, uh, it's pro- like something probably could happen with Wolfsburg, um, both 
Elemasser and Babette Peter are veterans of the German Bundesliga side Wolfsburg. Uh, they have a strategic partnership with the Red Stars, as far as we know, that's still going on. So I'd imagine it'll be someone from from that squad. I just, I, it just seems like the obvious choice. Yeah, I honestly like. I feel like if because we have like four international spots, right, or something like that. So five spots in total. Once taken by Julia Bianchi, if we sign. Uh, Leilani Nesbeth, she'll take a second one. So there'll be three okay. open spots at the beginning. I would of the say season. out of the three, one of them has to be for for them. But I would be surprised if we didn't get someone from over there. I, I would just know. be just because of the the partnership. Yeah, I'd be surprised by that, and I would be surprised, especially based on the reports that they yeah. wouldn't make any international signings. Like we spent a couple of years just with open international spots. It's like, what are you doing? Like, let's get some internationals in here. Um, and so hopefully they kind of fill that. But another thing that they need to fill is the GM role and new pres new club president, uh, Karen Leitzow said in an interview with CBS sports, which I encourage you to read. It's it's a good interview that has a lot of very good quotes in it. I had posted it on our, our social media. And I'll put it in the link in the description of this episode too, so you can read it. Um, she says in there that the Red Stars are, quote, hoping to take that position to a level that hasn't been seen in the NWSL. So we're excited about that. Uh, what that could possibly mean... I'm not entirely sure maybe hiring someone for that position from overseas, someone who has made a immense impact in women's soccer overseas, maybe even just soccer in general overseas. I'm really just not quite sure what taking that position to something that the NWSL hasn't seen could possibly mean. It has to be a big name or else those words wouldn't be said. Like, that's the only thing I can think. It's got to be someone that, that's been involved for years. Yeah, that's the only thing I can really a, think of. A recognizable name. Yeah. And maybe not a household name, but a name that you would look up and be like, oh, that's what they do. That's who's been doing that. Like with Karen Lietzow, like when... They announced that she became the club president. If you hadn't known, like the importance of her and her appointing Sally Yates for the Yates report, like that was something that you could immediately look up and be like, oh, so she she gets it. Like she's she's been in it and and she could take this club somewhere with her experience. So hopefully it's a name like that that really just gives people you know inspires confidence in in people and in the fan base and in the community more positivity yeah more that's what i'm all about <laughs> i just i'm a positive person when it comes to the red stars i always have been and i never will not be 
So expect it from me. And because that's what you're going to get. With me? Not so much. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, I, uh, no, I've been following for too long to, to be all negative. I feel like you can still be angry and support, which is mostly me, but yeah. Yeah. It comes with sports, you know, everyone can be upset with what they're team is doing and and the moves that they make um i just like to find the little things that you can see positive like i said before there are now the potential of 24 players on this roster people make jokes about can you even field a team yes there's 24 players on this roster you field two teams like what like there's there's no joke there. It's not like a couple years ago when the season ended and they had like 13 people rostered. Yeah. There's more. Than... That was quite a time. Yeah. It's just, that's the way of the game. It And then clubs make moves, clubs sign players. So it's not a surprise that this is happening and people are, suddenly looking at the red stars and being like oh they're actually doing positive things and i sit here and i go well i told you that they would do positive things like this is not this shouldn't be unexpected they're not going to just sit on their hands and not do anything and and just feel the uh the same team as last year with a bunch of players missing it's, yeah. it just wasn't going to happen I will say this new draft class gives me so much hope and I hope that other people feel the same way about it, especially from those interviews um, that Joe Chats did with Leilani Nesbeth and Hannah Anderson. So that's that's a good reason to get excited, I think. Yeah, last year's draft class really excited me and this year's draft class is exciting me as well and i just i i want good things for this club and i want them to succeed and i want people to watch this club and have fun and that's why i started this community and that's why i wanted to start a podcast like this so people could have a space where you may be able to sit alone and feel all these horrible things are happening to your club but now you have other people that can help you see the positives within it that are happening and just people to talk to about this club and to get you excited about what's to come and and i and i hope we're doing that for you because it is something that like what we're trying to build is something really special and what i've seen within the last couple of years has already been special especially to me but the feedback from the community as well has also been very important to me and i hope very important to others as well and now it's time for a word from our sponsor discord i know we talk about it so much <laughs> No, just, that, that's where see, the community is you know like all the 
like Instagram, Twitter, whatever. Like I, I can have reactions with people on there and I can interact with them and, and have comments with them and post things. But the discord really is where the community is. It's just constant talk about the club and just other things within the sport that people love. Like people were watching the WSL games on Sunday and talking about those. Like that has nothing to do with the Red Stars, but the fact that people can find other people to discuss those things with within this community is important, um, especially for what you may see as just people who like the Red Stars, but you, you'll never know what you're kind of going to find within the community that other people can uh, relate to that you also enjoy outside of this club. Yeah, that's the Discord. Even though I don't participate in, in it a lot, I do read through it every day. We have lurkers. It's fine. I like it. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not one have, of those types to, you know, chat you it up have, all the time. You don't have to talk. No one, I don't, I don't force anybody to, to. I have to talk on here. Yeah, of course. But I don't force <laughs> anybody to talk within the discord. I don't say like you have to message people to, to, yeah. to be involved. I don't say you have to join our voice channels to be involved. You can join them and just listen. You don't have to speak. You can, and that's the best part. It is the best part. Just joining and and hearing people talk about the club um, that we all love. It's it's just very it's very exciting to to be a part of, and and I really do enjoy it. So the last thing that I wanted to say on this episode is that. I really do hope that the Red Stars sign Mal Swanson and Ella Stevens by the time that this episode comes out. We really need Please. those players on this roster. We desperately need Mal, right? Desperately. Like, unless we sign some amazing striker from overseas, whatever. Like, still need her. Mal, Mal Swanson. You are in Chicago forever because of Dansby, I will say. So you got to deal with us. Sorry, not sorry. She's staying. I don't really care she what staying. Louisville tries to do or all that nonsense. You are a Chicago Red Star. So the end. <laughs> so for us here at Red Stars Report, you can find us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and anywhere else that you find your podcasts. If you want to see our reactions, you can watch us on our YouTube page, Red Stars Report. Subscribe to our show wherever you watch and listen and turn on those notifications to see when new episodes go up. Make sure that you're following us at Red Stars Report on all of our social media channels to keep up with the latest news between episodes. If you're a listener and you enjoy discussing things about the Red Stars and even anything within uh, soccer, women's soccer, women's sports in general, I hope that you join our Discord server. As we mentioned, I'll put a link in the description an invite link so you can join that. I really did love hanging out with everyone 
who was watching the draft live. Shout out again to Noah in the Discord for kind of running the show while I was at work. He did a great job. And thanks to everyone who followed Grant's draft coverage on social media. And thanks to the Red Stars and the draftees for sharing Grant's draft posts and graphics. It's been a lot of fun getting back into all of this as the season kind of starts ramping up. Um, next time you see us, the team will probably be within their preseason or about to start their preseason. So look out for those roster updates and don't forget to subscribe to us so you can catch us on the next episode of Red Stars Report.